You've probably seen a little sticker on a gas pump when you're fueling up that tells you that the fuel you're buying may contain up to 10% ethanol. Or if you have a truck, maybe you've seen the word biodiesel on your pump. Maybe you've wondered what that really meant, or maybe you just went about your day never to think of it again. But what if I told you that there's a chance you may have filled your vehicle up with fuel that's partially made with meat industry waste? And what if I told you that this meat waste fuel could help you lead a more sustainable life without changing a single habit. I bet you're curious now. Well, let's find out a bit more. I'm Tara Overholt, and today on Powering Journeys, I'm learning all about the world of co-processing. Before we get into this, here's a quick primer on how regular fuel is made. Regular fuel starts as crude oil that's taken to a refinery. Now, think about a refinery as a giant chemistry set that takes this crude oil and turns it into all the different fuels you know of today, like gasoline, diesel, aviation fuel, or even paint thinners. So where does this co-processing fit in? Co-processing is a process by which we take renewable feedstocks such as waste vegetable oils or waste animal fats, and we mix them in with our crude oil and process them at our refinery to make renewable fuels. And biofuels are things like ethanol and biodiesel that we blend with our finished fuels like gasoline and diesel to lower the carbon intensity. This is Grace Goebel, an expert in renewable energy at Parkland Corporation. She works with Parkland's refinery in BC to develop fuels that have lower carbon intensity for the rest of us that can't easily access the EV transition. So what exactly is a biofuel? How does something go from being waste material to having a second life fueling our vehicles? So most people don't realize that there's a lot of waste byproduct material that comes from the meat processing industry. So what you see at your grocery store shelf is really just a small portion of what that animal came from. A lot of this material gets aggregated and then reduced down to different components um, and it's made into, for example, pet food or animal feed. For us at Parkland, we purchase a lot of the waste oils and that oil material is what we use to co-process with our crude oil. Why are we putting or blending these oils with crude oil? What's the point? So today we currently co-process canola oil as well as waste beef fat. What we do is we mix these together and we process them with our crude oil. So the reason we do this is because when we're using a waste oil, it's essentially a recycled product. So we don't have to put as much energy into extracting that product versus when we purchase crude oil, crude oil has a very high carbon emissions associated with the extraction process. So what we get at the end is a renewable fuel with a lower carbon emissions. So co-processing takes all these waste materials that come from manufacturing other things and combines it with crude oil. This means that less crude oil needs to be extracted from the ground, thus lowering the overall carbon footprint of the entire production process. Why is this important? Well, firstly, you've probably heard all about the great EV shift for commuter cars. But what if you can't make the switch? Maybe you don't have a driveway for charging, or the area you live in gets way too cold, or buying an EV simply does not align with your finances. Co-processing offers a solution. The reason biofuels are so important is because they can be used in all of the cars and, and machinery made today. So it doesn't require new infrastructure. It doesn't require building new charging stations, for examples. 
All of the renewable fuels that we make can be used in vehicles today. Um, and the renewable fuels will have a lower carbon emission than the conventional fuels. So how are Parkland's co-processed fuels being actually marketed or implemented in the market? Does the general public have access to them? Parkland actually doesn't market fuels under the Parkland brand, but we are one of Canada's largest retailers of gasoline. Um, and we market under strong brands in each of the respective markets. So for example, in the West Coast, we market under the Chevron brand. And so what that means is we supply all of our Chevron retail and fleet stations with our renewable fuels. Co-processing allows people like you and me to use greener fuels in the cars that we already have without needing to make the switch to EV. But what about the commercial and aviation industry? The reality is electrifying airplanes, ships and freight trucks probably isn't going to happen as soon as we want. Despite that, responsible companies still hope to reduce their carbon footprint as quickly as possible. Even if we had electric powered planes, ships and freight trucks, it would cost businesses way too much to switch the entire fleet over at once. Co-processed fuel helps these industries take steps towards sustainability in a manner that is both financially feasible and attainable in the present. For our last big benefit, we should look at the infrastructure required to co-process fuels. Co-processing is a great technology because it doesn't require any new infrastructure or assets at the refinery. Um, so it's great because we can use all of the same, call it pots and pans that we use to make gasoline and diesel that we have been using for decades. But what about performance? Say we have two identical cars. One is running on regular fuel and the other running on co-processed fuel. Would one perform worse than the other? So the fascinating thing is that there are no performance differences between the two car example that you that you shared. Um, so as a result of co-processing, the molecules that come out of the refinery are actually chemically indistinguishable from each other if you were to compare a conventional fuel made with crude oil versus the co-processed renewable fuel. So it's a great benefit from that perspective. Um, and then from an emissions perspective, for example, last year in 2021, Parkland co-processed enough renewable fuel that would have been the equivalent of taking 71,000 cars off of the road. So that's a pretty big impact when you consider um, all of the, the components that go into co-processing. So what does this technology mean for the future of sustainability? You've probably heard the term circular economy tossed around. A circular economy remanufactures and recycles waste products from one industry and then gives them new life in another. Being able to produce fuels that power our current gas-powered vehicles with waste products like tall oil and used vegetable oil, all without needing to build anything new, is the definition of a circular economy. Now, we're not at the level where we can make fuels purely out of waste just yet, but the fact that any of this is possible is a big deal. What more do we have to look forward to in the world of co-processing? We are looking under every rock to try and find other waste materials that we can convert to renewable fuels, whether that's waste biocrudes or other forestry residues. We're doing everything that we can to lower the carbon footprint of our fuels for the future. So there you have it. Co-processed fuels might not be the big EV dream that everyone is thinking about these days, but it's a step for all of us to reduce our carbon footprint in a way we don't even have to think about. And that's huge. Music